Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 931, and we're looking at Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Let's read our passage. Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a shriveled hand. In order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. He told the man with the shriveled hand, Stand before us. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath, or to do evil, to save life or kill? But they were silent. After looking around at them with anger, he was grieved at the hardness of their hearts and told the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and his hand was restored. Immediately the Pharisees went out and started plotting with the Herodians against him how they might kill him. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark started with the beginning of Jesus' ministry right after John the Baptist was arrested. Jesus was traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing, proclaiming the good news of God. Then we had some opposition begin. Mark tells us the account where Jesus was in the house and they brought a paralyzed man and they had to lower him through a hole in the roof to get him to Jesus. Jesus said that the man's sins were forgiven. This really annoyed the scribes that only the God can forgive sins. Then he was eating with sinners and tax collectors. That upset a group of scribes who were Pharisees. Then there was a question about fasting. The question actually came from followers of John the Baptist, but they said, why don't you fast like followers of John the Baptist do and the Pharisees do? Then there was the incident of picking grain by hand on the Sabbath. The Pharisees were upset and said they were working. They were violating the rules of the Sabbath. Now we have the last of these opposition accounts in Galilee. Chapter 3, start with verse 1. Jesus entered the synagogue again. Several of these accounts occur at the synagogue, and that's where people gathered on the Sabbath. And this is when Jesus would heal people and violate the Sabbath according to the rules that the Pharisees followed. Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a shriveled hand. Now, the word gets translated shriveled literally means shriveled, withered, something like that. Some translations say paralyzed hand, so it's not sure exactly what the problem is, but his hand doesn't work. Verse 2, in order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. Oh, there's a lot in this verse here. So their motivation is to accuse him. So they're more concerned about what Jesus might do than they are about their own status before God. They're not there to worship. They're there to trap Jesus. And they're watching him closely. And the question is, they're watching whether he will heal somebody. Obviously, they've seen this before. Jesus has now developed something of a reputation, and he heals people on the Sabbath. So they're there to watch, to be witnesses, to catch Jesus in the act of healing somebody on the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath, it is unlawful to work. Now, there is a principle that danger to life takes precedence over the Sabbath. You could do work on the Sabbath in order to save a life, but it's got to be something life-threatening. Now, this 
instance, the man with the shriveled hand, this is definitely not life-threatening. If he wants his hand healed, it can be healed tomorrow. So it doesn't have to be healed on the Sabbath. Verse 3, he told the man with the shriveled hand, stand before us. Now the literal translation is get up in the middle. Because your traditional synagogue at that point in time would be like stone benches around the perimeter of the building. So to be in front of everyone would basically be to be in the middle of them. So uh, Jesus literally said, get up in the middle. But stand before us is basically what it means. Verse 4, then he said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. So we asked them this question, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? They're very much driven by the rules. You can do this, you can't do that. You can do this, but only this much. And it's just very, very rule driven. So he asked them this generic question, is it lawful to do good? And he contrasts it with, is it lawful to do good or do evil to save life or kill? Now, they don't want to talk generically. And the way the question is worded, for them to respond, they have to basically respond from the halakha, which is the rules of how Jews were supposed to live their everyday lives. And then that is all the Sabbath rules. And so they can't debate a high-level, more philosophical question. All they can debate are actual rules. Can you walk 32 steps or 33 steps? Can you lift up something that's four pounds or something that's five pounds? Can you do this or do that? As far as the idea of things like mercy, that doesn't enter into the argument. It's all about the rules. Their, their only answer is we follow the rules. And that's why they're silent. They don't have an answer for this. And they can't argue that doing good is prohibited. And Jesus is elevating things to the principle here. Verse 5, after looking around at them with anger, he was grieved at the hardness of their hearts and told the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and his hand was restored. Now, we see Jesus respond with anger here. We don't see anger a lot with Jesus. So is this sinful? Well, of course not. Jesus doesn't sin. But we see anger from God, anger at sin. And, you know, maybe a better way to think about this is righteous indignation. He's, he's angry at the hardness of their hearts, which is sinful. There's not an ounce of mercy here. And if you think about the Sabbath, the Sabbath is to be a day of rest. It's actually God's gift, God's mercy to people that he wants them to take a day of the week to rest. But they've gotten so legalistic about it that it's become a, a burden. And to say that it's prohibited for Jesus to heal this man, step back and look at it. What work did Jesus do? Jesus said, stretch out your hand. Is there anything that says he can't say, stretch out your hand? No. But by saying, stretch out your hand, he was healing, and that is work, and that is prohibited. So it's, it's in the absolute category of ridiculous, the way they're following these rules, and their hearts have become so hardened that here they are plotting how to trap Jesus to see him 
break the Sabbath by saying the words, stretch out your hand, and then their reaction, verse 6, immediately the Pharisees went out and started plotting with the Herodians against him how they might kill him. Now, the words literally destroy him, but obviously the context and the way it ends up is they plotting to kill him. You see just how hard their hearts have got that they're willing to conspire into how to kill Jesus to get rid of him because he's such a threat to their way of thinking that saying the four words, stretch out your hand, is a violation of the rules of the Sabbath. But in their mind, it's so ingrained in them, it is violating the rules. And they've got to do something about this because people are following Jesus. People are flocking to follow Jesus. And people are going to start following his example and violating all these Sabbath rules. Now, the Pharisees, we've seen before, but this is the first time we see Herodians. The Herodians aren't mentioned often. They're really only mentioned here. Then again, in chapter 12 of Mark, and the parallel passage in Matthew 22, and that's in Jerusalem when they're actually trying to trap Jesus into finding a reason to have him executed. The Herodians are not a religious group. They're people who support Herod and Herod's family. Herod the Great was the king of all of Israel when Jesus was born, but then his kingdom was divided into parts, and one-fourth of it was ruled by Herod Antipas, Herod the Tetrarch, ruler of a fourth. Another fourth was ruled by Philip, another one of Herod's children. So the Herodians were probably influential people who supported the family of Herod, but they're influential. And so the Pharisees, who probably couldn't stand the Herodians in any other case, find allies here to conspire against Jesus. And their desire is to kill him. This closes out the series of conflicts that Mark tells us about that occur in Galilee. And Mark's just got all five of these right here together to show that there was early intense opposition against Jesus. And we see one of the big deals is the way he has declared himself to be Lord of the Sabbath, that being merciful, caring about people, taking care of human need, triumphs their silly little rules about what you can and can't do on the Sabbath. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Mark.